listening to the North Korea Freedom Week podcast. My name is Anj, and I'm here with Lindsay Vesey, who is the Advocacy Coordinator for Open Doors USA. North Korea remains the number one most heavily persecuted country in the world, according to the Open Doors World Watch List. North Korea is run by a man named Kim Jong-il, who is referred to as a people as a dear leader. Kim Il-sung, the great leader, has been exalted and revered as a god to be followed with obedience. And the newspapers, radio, and TV are all controlled by the government, which is run by the Korean Central News Agency. About 70% of the people are non-religious, and religious freedom is guaranteed in the Constitution. But in reality, religious activity is discouraged. Uh, The Word of God is banned in North Korea, and a majority of the people have never heard the Word of God, seen a church, or heard about Jesus Christ. Many Christians are in prison camps because of their faith in Jesus Christ. The people have been taught that Christians are crazy people. Last week in North Korea Freedom Week, uh, which took place mainly in Washington, D.C., while in D.C., Lindsay and several others had several events throughout the week, including a protest in front of the Chinese consulate, and spent the week rallying others to get involved in the human religious freedoms for those in North Korea. This year was quite a success. Open Doors was able to get a letter which was written to the Chinese president and get 54 congressional signatures for this letter. This letter has actually already been mailed to him and will hopefully put pressure on him even more to make changes to this horrific government tactics that they have against North Korean refugees. They also took all the letters which Open Doors supporters wrote and signed to congressmen and passed them out. This was done mainly because so many Open Doors supporters took the initiative and signed on behalf of North Koreans, which is amazing. During North Korea Freedom Week, they also attended a special prayer vigil at a church in Maryland and spent a couple hours just praying for North Korea. They also prayed for Suzanne Schulte, who is the main person behind the human rights efforts for North Korea and also is the CEO of the North Korea Freedom Coalition. And they also prayed for the large defector delegation who was able to attend North Korea Freedom Week. So what else did you do in North Korea Freedom Week? Well, our main event was on Tuesday that was the main rally near Capitol Hill where we had uh, praise and worship played out in public and supporters of North Korea Freedom Week from all across the nation attended. And then afterwards, we lobbied on legislation that would improve human rights in North Korea and that also had to do with U.S. foreign policy on North Korea. So it was a really amazing time because most of these people, the Open Door supporters, had never visited members of Congress before. So they were really brave to come out yeah, all the way I'd to Washington, so. D.C. And it was really just because they cared enough about North Korean people to say, you know what, I'll step up, I'll do this, I'll do something I've never done before. Yeah. And, you know, some of them had immediate success where members of Congress said, I'll do that, I'll sign on to your letter, you know, I'll sp- co-sponsor that legislation. So not everyone had immediate results, but mm-hmm. I think everyone in general had a good experience just learning how they can use their voice on behalf of the persecuted church. That's very cool. Now, I, s- I heard on another podcast that you did, Lindsay, that you had the largest North Korean defector delegation come to Washington, D.C. How come you had so many people come? Were they supported through North Korea Freedom Coalition? Yeah, every year that they've had North Korea Freedom Week, they've tried to bring over some defectors who could testify about this situation in North Korea or the refugee crisis. This year, um, the focus was partially on, on women's rights because the majority of women who escape North Korea are sex trafficked. About 70 to 80 percent, maybe even up to 90 percent of these women wow. have gone through it. So there was quite a few women who had experienced those you know, horrible things 
and they testified a little bit about that. We also had representatives um, who were there to testify on religious uh, freedom in North Korea, or lack of religious freedom, I should say. Wow. There was a special briefing just on the state of religious freedom there. So, you know, a lot of these defectors were brought over to talk about very specific aspects of life inside North Korea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was the largest delegation, and in fact, Open Doors actually sponsored two of those defectors thanks to the support of all of our um, North Korea prayer warriors. They actually um, contributed to allow two defectors come over to talk just about religious freedom. Wow. Now, these defectors are currently living in South Korea or China? Um, Yeah, the majority are living in South Korea and a few in the United States. Actually, three of the people had just become citizens of the United States like a week or two before. Wow. It was really exciting. That's neat. So tell me about somebody who would escape from North Korea, go to another country. What, What does life look like for them after they leave? Well, when they are in China, they're pretty much in hiding, or they're being abused by Chinese For citizens. How long? You know what? Some people hide out in China, or a lot of the women who are sex trafficked, they might be there for a couple of years. Wow. And many of these people, by the time they make it out to a safe country, they've actually been caught, sent back to North Korea multiple times. If they survive the prison camps and can get out again and escape, eventually, you know, they go through China, and then many of them go from China to other countries. So some of them will pass through four or five countries before they make it to safety. A lot of them will go through like Thailand or Vietnam. Um, and eventually, if they can make it to South Korea, they have automatic citizenship there. So all they have to do is make it. How come they just can't pass directly to South Korea? Because there's the demilitarized zone, probably the most heavily guarded area in the whole world. There's uh, North Korean guards and South Korean guards on the same borderline. There's electrical fences. There's all kinds of surveillance. So it's pretty much impossible to cross that line. So does the South Korean government not want North Koreans to come into their country? No, it's that North Koreans don't want to allow their people to leave their country. It's a capital offense to leave North Korea. So it's really hard to get through that zone. And the South Koreans, they're on guard trying to prevent North Korean military from attacking them. So if you have a refugee wandering through that area, they could be shot by either side before they find out that they're just a refugee wanting asylum. I can't even imagine what that would be like to try to live in that country and be so oppressed and afraid to go anywhere and then flee and actually survive that, you know, transition from one country to another and then still be in hiding. Yeah, the people in China, it's a very difficult life, but you know what they say is even though they're in hiding, even some of them when they're being trafficked, they say it's still better than life in North Korea because at least they have something to eat. So when they eventually do make it to South Korea, they have a lot of a lot of healing that they need to go through. Yeah, I can imagine the emotional trauma. Emotional, yes, it's just really difficult for them. So um, they really need our support and our prayers. You know, it's not the end of the story once they make it to safety. They right. really have a lot of adjustments to go through. Right. Now, if somebody were to want more information about North Korea Freedom Week next year or other advocacy efforts that we're doing through Open Doors, how can they find out information? best thing to do would be to go to our website and to sign up for the Advocacy Action Alerts. It's called the Frontline Action Network. If you sign up um, for our emails, then you will be kept up to date with any activities regarding North Korea and any other advocacy initiatives. Including protests and different letter-writing campaigns mm-hmm. for certain people. And Okay. Exactly. That's very cool. And our website is www.opendoorsusa.org. 
And thank you, Lindsay, so much just for your efforts for North Korea Freedom Week. I mean, what you've done is pretty amazing, and I know that God's going to continue to work through you. So thank you. (laughs) Anyways, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you next time.